Why is that? Because they, they, uh, they, first of all, they think sex is love, but it's like a drug. And then it, once they have it, it becomes like they don't get the same high from it, so they have to have a new woman to try to get higher. It's like the first time you do cocaine, you get really high, but then after a while, that first shot get old, and now you need something new to make you feel better. They think they'll feel better when they... It's like a drug to them. <laughs> but don't worry, you're not going to do it. Right on. Nice. Well, I'm glad you're here. Are you leaving now? Oh, okay. All right. Thanks for coming, all right? Okay. Hey, Marcus. Hey. You don't want to sit over here somewhere? You want to sit by yourself? You want the mustache? You just got to start shaving. You think that you want the hair now? And then it'll start coming. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Autumn, autumn special. Good morning. Welcome to church. Um, all right. No food and drinks, please. On, in here um, cell phones on silent please and bathroom is outside that door to the left if you don't know um, any, anyone in the back want to move up for the lollygaggers and the people that come in later see I fixed it from last week and oh and it is a fellowship when, the, when it comes around if you don't know you keep it about this far in distance and um, that's all. Take it away, Jesse. Hey. Halloween. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you for being with me. Um, you can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line and they will pass on your questions or comments for me. All right. Thank you for your support. I do appreciate it. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. How y'all? So I was looking at this uh, a while back. I meant to tell you about it, this movie. And this woman left her husband because he was so nice to her, but it was a fake nice. It wasn't real. 
he would tell her how wonderful she was, how great she was, how strong she was, and she hated that. And so finally, <coughs> finally she came in, he came home and one day from work and, and she, he was telling her how much he loved her. Oh, I love you so much. She's like, I don't love you. I hate you. And he's like, but I love you. I hate you. And he's like, why? Because you're so weak. You lied to me. All you do is lie to me. Well, what do you mean? I lied to you. You always tell me how strong I am and <clears throat> how wonderful I am and how this is it's not true. I'm not that way. I curse at you. I, I hate you. I don't like being close to you. And he was like, but honey, you're so strong. You're a strong woman. And she's like, no, I'm not. Look how you're lying. You're lying to me. And she left him because he was a liar. He was being weak. Isn't that amazing? And I bring that story up because that is everybody on earth. Everybody lied to one another. In marriages and in everything. Nothing but lies. Isn't that amazing? The government lied to one another. And they want to take power away from one another. They attack another country. And then they pretend that country is... uh, Bad, but what they really want to do is control the country. And the country don't want to be controlled, so they fight back. Human nature is a mess. That's why we have to overcome human nature. All right? We have to rise above that. And so you're going to have to put, take control of your own life. As a matter of fact, at the end of the meeting today, I'm going to give you an exercise I want you to practice for a week and see how it works out for you. All right? Any questions or comments on anybody about anything before I get rolling? Anybody here for the first time? One. <laughs> Good morning. Tell us your name and where you're from and how did you hear about us? Hi, everybody. Speak up a little louder. Yeah, you just have to speak louder. Hi, everybody. Hi. Singapore, that's amazing. Thank you. Um, Sorry, man. Something wrong with the mic? Something wrong with that mic, they're going to adjust it. Thank you. All right. Okay. Oh, that's better. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, my So you're here from Singapore? Yes. And uh, how did you hear about us? My fo- boyfriend follows you. Oh, okay. Religiously. Amazing. Actually, we, we were together for a very long time, and he was not a believer in, like, marriage. He does so not believe in marriage? He was not a believer in marriage really? at all for the longest time. But um, last year, so, so last year we broke up. Speak from the chest. All right. So last year we broke up, Sorry. and after, like, six months, I think he was, like, looking for something on the internet just to, you know, get, help him go through that period of time. And he found you. So he, I think he uh, watched all of the videos you have. And then obviously that changed his mind. So he came back to me. He wants to get back together. And yeah, I mean, now we're trying. I think it's working. And um, I would say thank you. Right on. You guys going to get married? I think so. Nice. 
<laughs> right on. Thank well, you. Well, welcome, all right? Thank you. I, I wish I could stay longer, but unfortunately, my cousin is waiting for me outside. Yeah. I have to leave in a few minutes. Well, it's good to meet you. Thanks for coming. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Amazing. <laughs> all right. um, Nick, where's Nick? You, you have those scriptures? Yes, I do. So, uh, we opened up Bible Thumping Thursday with these scriptures because nowhere in the Bible, as far as I know, where it says that uh, the Bible is the word of God. I know people say it, but I haven't never, I've never read. Anybody ever read that in the Bible? Where it says the Bible is the word of God. No one? Oh, okay. It, but the Bible does tell you where to find it. And uh, go ahead. Yeah. So this first scripture here from Jeremiah, Jeremiah 31, verses 33 to 34, says, This is the covenant I will make with the people of Israel after that time, dec uh, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their mind and write it on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Uh, this was another one, Deuteronomy. Write it on their hearts. Yeah. The word is within us. It's already with us. But as long as you look on the outside, you would never know that. And you can read the Bible till the cows come home. You can call it the word of God. It is the word from God, but it's not the word of God. The word of God is in the heart. Go ahead. Yeah. The kingdom of heaven is within. In Deuteronomy, uh, Moses is talking. Deuteronomy 30, verses 12 to 14. Uh, it is not up in heaven so that you have to ask who will ascend into heaven to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. Nor is it beyond the sea so that you have to ask who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. No, the word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so you may obey it. Amazing, huh? Isn't that amazing? It's not up in the air, in the sky. It's not across the sea. It's not over the mountain. It's with us. And yet, human beings live as though it doesn't even exist. Amazing, looking everywhere but within. Mind blowing. One more. Yeah, First John 2, verse 27. You have received the Holy Spirit, and he lives within you, in your hearts, so that you don't need anyone to teach you what is right. For he teaches you all things, and he is the truth and no liar. Amazing. We have the teacher within and he would teach us all things. But we've been corrupt by allowing other people to teach us without. And so we don't trust the teacher within. We don't even know we have him. And we go through life in the darkness, not trusting the teacher within. Amazing. Thank you, Nick. Um, yes, sir. Good day, Jesse. Uh, how messed uh, that the world's currently messed up uh, right now. Uh, but it's this uh, I may have found a, a terrifying example. You may have heard two days ago that over 150 people were killed and such as may uh, were injured when a massive throng and throng of people in a, in a Halloween festival in Korea was crushing everybody. What? Slow down, uh, man. There was, there was a massive, uh, in, uh, in Seoul, Korea, there was a ma uh, massive Halloween celebration. And I guess people were so caught up to know how, uh, 
to know how uh, how crowded the place was. And as a result, over 150 people were killed. And probably just as much, uh, much were injured when they were crushed to death or injured. They were in a building, you say? They were outside. Oh. And the building fell on them? No, it's not the building. Uh, people were running. Uh, it was too crowded out in this, uh, on the area. Of... Oh, it was a stampede. Yes. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> That's why I always ca- uh, <laughs> caution about people celebrating Halloween or any other holiday. Because it seems like they always get caught up in those excitement. Oh, amazing. Well, thanks for that. Um, any questions? So I want to get to the biblical question for this week. Is there such a thing as verbal or emotional abuse? Abuse. Is there such a thing? Right here. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I suppose not because you shouldn't take anything personal. So, speak up. I suppose not because you shouldn't take any. We shouldn't take anything personal. So you saying no? There is no such thing as verbal or emotional abuse. Yeah, but you know, I mean, worldly wise, there is obviously. What do you mean? You know, people get hurt if you're. You know, if there's like. Speak up a little bit. If there's like gossip, for instance, that would be somebody could take that as some sort of verbal abuse or that could, uh, you know, weigh on somebody. It could be like emotional abuse. And why? How would they know they're being emotional abused? Um, I mean, say, for instance, if I hear something, you know, if somebody's constantly, if I'm going to work or something, and somebody's constantly berating me and berating me and berating me. And I'm doing my job or, you know, I'm taking care of business. I, don't, I feel like I don't deserve that uh, negativity. Oh, then I, I could be like, okay, this person's verbally abusing me. And would you feel it? Yeah, I would feel it. And what would it feel like? It would feel, I don't know, it would just make you feel bad. It will make you feel down. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so if you were at work, you were doing your job, yeah. but someone was, Constantly yelling at you and blah, blah, blah. Or if you're going home, you, you have a spouse, or if it's like just any sort of oh, friendship, it could be whatever, just somebody's really uh, going at it, and then you feel like it's undeserved, I suppose. And so the, it would be a feeling of undeserved? Yeah, you know, you get like, you probably feel like a pit in your stomach, or you know how you feel when. And what would the feeling be? It would just be a bad feeling. Oh, okay. A bad feeling. And where would that feeling come from? It would come from you thinking that that person is sliding you, so it would come from your thoughts, and it's just making you, you know. Oh, okay. And how should you handle that? I mean, you should let it go. Not beat them up? <laughs> yeah. Or curse them it. out? No, 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 no. Don't do that. Why not? Because it's wrong. It's just, you know, two wrongs don't make it right, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yep. Did you have your hand? So is there such a thing as verbal or emotional abuse? No. And why do you say no? So it doesn't exist at all? No. And why do you say no? Because sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me. I know you heard that before. Yep. <laughs> <coughs> but would you feel the sticks and stones? Um, so 
No. What happens, what my interpretation of what society would say emotional abuse abuse would be is if somebody says something to you that offends you and it hurts your feelings. But now that God is starting to shine the light in my life, I know that, like he said, it comes from thoughts. And that's how, that's how you become emotional about it. But, and I've experienced that before where somebody said things to me and it hurt my feelings. But I'd, even back then, like, I didn't consider it emotional abuse. What would you call it then? I didn't call it anything. I just felt like, oh, my feelings were hurt. I didn't feel like it was emotional abuse. And now I know that it stems from thoughts. What Thinking about whatever they said to offend you or make your feelings hurt. But that's basically living in your emotions. And it's also... So when your feelings are hurt now, how do you deal with it? I don't, I don't, I don't longer live in my emotions because I know that it's brought on by thoughts. And, so, but, and so I watch the thoughts. Hurt your feelings now, what do you do? I don't, I haven't <coughs> had my feelings hurt. You know? I haven't had my feelings hurt since I've started to, since God has started to shine the light in my life. Okay. Because I know that it's emotions and I know that it's from thoughts. And if it's coming from somebody else, it's believing in somebody else's thoughts that they're projecting upon you. So Okay. Right here. And then over there. When you asked uh, this Is there question such a thing as verbal or emotional abuse. No. Uh, when you asked this in the beginning of the week, I thought uh, not for adults, but for children, like some callers had also answered. But I'm thinking now, when you're under the protection of the f- and love of the Father, even children aren't um, subject to emotional uh, abuse. So I'd say it's an illusion. And so have you ever felt emotional or verbal abuse? Totally. And what did it feel like? Um, it feels, I don't know, enraging. Um, you feel helpless. You feel like you have to do something. And I guess it's just the ego um, dying. And so I feel, I feel sort of two different things these days when it happens. There's a side of me that wants to fight it and try to control the situation and you know get back of the person um and then there's another side of me that tries to understand and i think that's what um eventually will let the ego die so you do feel it sometime now yeah yeah but you just don't deal with it i try to just watch it oh okay just observe but right. yeah, it's, it's there's still there's still some, some there's still a lot of ego that needs to die. <laughs> Did you go and forgive your mother? She died before I could. Um, oh. So I I try to I try to forgive her by uh, paying attention. How about your father? I did forgive him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have a great relationship now. Right on. Amazing. Yes, sir. <coughs> Um, hi, I have a question. Um, oh boy, uh, 
How do, um, I do believe in emotional and verbal so you, abuse. You believe there is such a thing as verbal yes, and I, emotional abuse? Yes, I do. And right. I'm going to give an example. Like, first, uh, my question would be, how do you deal with a 19-year-old son if he's extremely angry and rebellious? Uh, basically abused toward dad. For example, he sends me two texts saying, F word, you, dad. That's one text. <laughs> and then the second text is, uh, you're the biggest fool I know, dad. Um, how do you respond to that? I'm, my basic response was, I sent him a text back saying, that's not an adult response. <laughs> I mean, that's the only one I could figure out. Of course, it infuriated me, and he's rebellious and angry right now. And it's like, I don't know how to respond. If anybody's got a, a better response than saying, he seemed to, I mean, I told him, you know, like, you know, you're choosing to be a victim. I goes, you know, I goes, he was kind of shocked that I said that. I goes, it's your choice to be a victim. You know, it says, you're 18 plus. I'm not doing anything to you. I'm trying to help, you know, and, you know, this is all the stuff I try to get, you know. So is he verbally and emotionally abusing you? Well, yeah, with these two texts. And I mean, you, you know, how, how do you feel if you get two texts like that from a, and you're a dad? And so what was the, so what was verb, what was, what did the verbal, verbal abuse feel like? It's infuriating. And what did the emotional feel like? Exactly, infuriating. And describe it, the feeling. I mean, like, it's like, I raised this kid from, you know, kindergarten to 18, well, 18, you know, and then it's like, what the heck, I'm getting dumped on like this? I know it's part of the rebellious phase, you know, it's like, you know. Well, I goes, what, did the, what does the feeling feel like? Shock. I'm is, is shock painful? and awe, like, like I'm being bombed <coughs> by, a, you know, is it like painful? a bomb. Yeah, it's painful. And I'm what going, does the pain feel like? I feel hurt as, as a parent. And what does the hurt feel like? What does the feel, hurt feel like? I mean, if it's depressing, you know, it, it causes me like, okay, I, I, okay, he's like almost trying to sink me. You know, like I'm going, what the heck's going on with my boy? And so he, is he sinking you? Uh He's got me in depression. I'm trying to get out of it. Uh, it's, I'm pretty successful right now trying to get out of it, right? You know, it's like, but, you know, the devil's having his little ways with me, and I'm going, oh, my goodness. So you say you're depressed now? No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to overcome it because there's so many things that are going wrong right now, and I'm going, and okay, like, like Jesse says, like? I have to endure, 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 and then, and then I will overcome. What does depression feel like? Depression, uh, you, you're sleeping more, uh, a lot more, right, you know, and it's like, uh, you know, it, you're trying to go, oh, my gosh, how am I going to get out of this hole, you know, it's like, it's like ridiculous, and it's like, he, I mean, I'm, I'm a parent of a, only, a, he's my only child, I mean, you know, your only child rejecting you, I'm going, oh, if I had three, I'd be like, okay, One's rejecting me, but uh, two are fine, you know? But if it's only one, it's like, oh, man. So, like, you know, it's like... Why don't you treat the one in the same way if you had three and well, one with uh, I know, you just but say, it, okay, fine. It's, why not treat it's the, more like why laser treat pointed. the one like that? It's more like uh, having a laser pointed at you. You know, it's like extremely intense. 
extremely painful. It's it's shocking. You know, it's like, man, my son's rejecting me. Nick like, wanted to tell you how to handle it. Yeah, I'm at, that's what I'm asking. He wanted to tell you. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it's amazing. <clears throat> so, um, that's amazing. Test. Test. Is this working? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, what's amazing is like how much you're um, thinking about all that. You know what it is? I'll say this. Hearing your story has shown, proven to me more that um, when people like lash out and people are even saying things about you to you, they're not really even saying them to you. They're like angry themselves. They got their own thing. And, and so that's what like, your son is doing. So when your son is like, telling you, oh, you're the biggest fool I know, um, you tell him, yeah, you're right, and I raised the fool. <laughs> no, but on, on a more serious note, it, it really is just what we talk about like every Sunday. Do nothing. <laughs> Do nothing and, um, and just like go through that pain. Feel it. Go through it because and, and, there's nothing you could do. Uh, you know, I, I go through stuff like that myself. Okay. Yes, the... Oh, okay. I was a teenager at one point. I knew that... Did you say you were a teenager at one point? How many years ago? <laughs> like a hundred years ago. You remember that? Amazing. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I knew that. I didn't... There was a point where I didn't want my parents telling me what to do and how to do it and all that. There, there just comes a time where you just want to do things on your own. So what I would say is back off. He's 18. It's not like he's 14. I'm getting texted. That's not working. That might not work here. Keep going. Now you just blew my whole train of thought. So I would say uh, to kind of recap, I would say back off of him. He's, it's not like he's 12 or something like that. He's 18, 19. 19. That's, that's even more. Let him make his own decisions. Let him, make, let him fail a little bit. When he needs you, he'll come to you. But if you're, I don't know what the situation is necessarily, but a lot of times teenagers, they just need a little space. They just need to be left alone and, so that they can Go out and make things their way. So you suggested that he leave it alone? I suggest that he backs off his son, and I would have never responded to my son at that point. What do you think about that? I disagree. I, I, I mean, why? why? I, I can, okay, I, I, do, I, I do back off, but like... I'm not going to be I'm, – I'm trying not to be a victim. I'm trying not to be beta. And I think before, I never responded with a text. Like I was – I couldn't get an appropriate response. But saying that's not an adult response just shocked me. And I think that was the best response I could actually think of without using swear words dramatically at him and telling him he's an ungrateful son. But I agree with Nick uh, uh, as well. Sometimes you have to do nothing. And I have, of course, I agree with you saying you have to endure the pain. And uh, there's light at the end of the tunnel and trusting God. Um, 
I'm trusting, I'm learning to trust more in God, but it's just like when you're in the pit of parenting, excuse my language for saying that, um, it's, it's kind of a shock. I mean, you know, well, it's like... Let me, let me ask, are you surprised that your son is acting just like you? I don't think I was... I don't think I was that rebellious as a teenager. I mean... Are you surprised he's acting like you? You mean emotional? Everything, yes. Ooh. Okay, so... Okay, so I have to model unemotional behavior for him to be unemotional. Absolutely. So I guess we're both being beta now. Yeah. Okay. I guess guilty as charged. And so he's doing you a favor by treating you this way so you can see that you have all this emotion and stuff that you have to overcome and that he's just like you. So what you should do is apologize for the way you raised him and leave him alone. And you find your way and let him find his way. And when he's ready, he'll come back to you. Yeah, he... He but along you, along you fighting back and forth with him, you just add into his hell, and he's adding to yours. You're not a good example for him. You need to be an example. Yeah, it's all a- he's doing is showing you what you've done to him. Oh goodness, it's hard to be treated like crap <laughs> as a parent. How do you think he feels? But you're not. That's he, yeah. He feels the same way you feel. It's hard to be treated as a young adult son. Like that, coming from his father or mother. He's just in a, around a toxic environment, and he can't get so, out of it. Right, because you're that toxic environment. Well, he's with other family right now. And with you, too. It's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, you just like the family he's living with. Well, he's living with three devils now. Plus All female. One. Plus one. You're acting the same way. When he comes into your world, your world is the same as his world and, and the people around him world. You're no different. So I got to be a better example. Yes. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, okay, I got to stop being so emotional because it just feeds the fire, I guess. You notice how you, you say that he's living with those women that are like that, but you don't see you the same way. Yeah. Okay, beta male, I guess. Beta male, for sure. Yeah. I'm trying to overcome. I'm trying to overcome. And so when he dump on you like that, let him dump on you. But leave him alone. Yeah. Uh, just, he's just going through severe depression. And, and so are you. Not as bad as him, but... It's depression is depression. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, we're both going through hell holes right now. Yeah, I guess, but I realized more that, like you say, you have to endure, and he's like, like giving up. And it was like, oh, and so have God. you? You given up too? Because if you were enduring, you wouldn't be reacting. I guess that's a woman in me. <laughs> All the way. It's the devil in you. Yeah, you're right. The devil in me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, leave as people have suggested, leave him alone, 
and you get yourself right, and when he does come into your world, at least it'll be a world of love and not a world of hate. <sighs> yes, I have to be a better example. Guilty as charged. All right. Amazing. Thanks. Did you, did you have your hand about uh, I, 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 what is the... Um, uh, is there such a thing as verbal or emotional abuse? Um, no. <laughs> no, there isn't. There is no such thing as verbal abuse? Uh, no. And why do you say no? Um, I guess because when it comes to words, emotional attacks, verbal attacks, um, it's more on you, the receiver of, right? You're the target. Let's say you perceive yourself as a target. It's more on you to not, um, to not really like receive or even entertain those things. And if it is real, if somebody attacks you with something that hits close to home, like what we were just talking about, it is best to sit in it and, and be... I've personally learned on my journey right now is like it's better to sit with it and in time come to learn to be thankful for these people who may... Maybe they're lying. Maybe they're being well, let honest. Me just, just to be clear, are you saying that verbal abuse does exist? I, I think that... Um, People of the world might describe Give verbal, a, emotional like a yes abuse. Yes or no first. I, I told you, do no, you no think, I don't think it exists. Do you think that, so it doesn't exist? I 100% don't think it exists. And why do you think that? Because it's on how you receive such a, a moment, an interaction, right? I can't be made to feel anything by you. You could say everything towards me, but I'm the one in control of what I, how I react to that, right? If I'm thankful that you're exposing a weakness within me or without of me, like, right, that's a good thing. And as long as I can acknowledge it, uh, I can grow from it. But if I can't see it, if I'm not looking at myself and seeing how these things affect me, like I'm going to get hurt because I'm going to think someone else outside of me is in charge of how I feel. Is there such a thing as emotional abuse? No, I think it's the same way. What do you mean? I think it's about the person who is feeling targeted or receiving this abuse, as we're calling it right now. If you can see yourself and you can in turn see others, you won't, be, you, know, you won't be affected. Somebody will say something like, you're a bad father, and you'll say... What do you mean by if you can just see yourself? If you can see yourself, then you can see the not you, as we call it here in church, right? And if you can see the not you, in my experience, you can also see the same thing right, that you talk about. It's a big thing we go over, that same thing happening outside of you in someone else. And if that's coming towards you in the form of what we would call an emotional or abuse, then I would say it's about recognizing that that person is not in control or an authority on what you are. Have you ever been verbal or emotional abused? In my life? Yes. In my life, I've experienced what we would describe as emotional abuse or uh, verbal abuse. What did it feel like? uh, I'm glad you asked. It felt, all the different ways we're describing it, felt uh, like sad or angry. Really what it felt like, though, is that I felt like I had no control. Someone else was telling me who I was, how I was, what I was. And by giving that power to them, by not seeing that they they don't have power to determine that, I allowed them to take all the control of my emotions, of my personal self, and just run with it. And I felt incomplete, empty, And so do you feel like you have control now? 
I don't have control now. I just give control to God. And that light that I receive from regular practice of that allows me to see other people when they're coming at me with this, right? Like you call two devil, a devil looking for another devil to lock horns with. Like, I'm not going to do that. Okay. You're not an authority over me. So you don't get to affect me emotionally or, you know, verbally or spiritually. Like I'm locked in. Okay. And y'all later right next to you. Yes, ma'am. Um, the talk, um, Alex, the, I have an older daughter that did the same thing his son is, would do. And what I did is I just blocked her on my phone. I would block her. She would go on a rampage. And rather than to take uh, the words that she was, you know, attacking with, I just blocked the phone. And why did you block the I phone rather than listen was, to her words? Because <laughs> they were just, she was out of out of control. She was just spewing anything that came out of her mouth negative towards me. And I think that we always hurt the people we love the most because we know they're not going to leave. So I always felt like, you know what, I'm not your victim here. So she would always attack with words to me. And so what was it about it that made you block the phone? They were ugly and I I didn't deserve them. So rather than... And why do you deserve them? Mm, because she was just lashing out. I, there was nothing. Even though she was giving you back you, because she got all that from yeah, you. Yeah, it, it was me. It was. Did she me. deserve it? Did she deserve it? No, not at all. And so, why would you block her then if she's? Because um, I had already, you know, having apologized to her, knowing what I had put my children through. Um, I can't go backwards. All I can do is go, you know, live in the now. So I just, you know, if she's going to act. The way she's going to act, I can't control that. I can control my phone. I can control listening to it. And so it's, and, and then the next day, she understands. Or, you know, she can see it on her own. But at that moment, I don't think they can see it. So she called you up and say, I see it now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Were you being abused when she was doing that? Emotionally or verbally? Um. I used to take it and feel like I was abused. Yeah. Yes, but not anymore. So when she does it now, do you, at the time it's happening, before you block her, are you feeling verbally and emotionally abused? No, I just let it go. I just let it go, and uh, I don't allow verbal abuse or emotional abuse to come in my, my zone. I just don't. Why, and why is that? Um, because I, most of the time it's just the feeling and I'm just, I kind of, um, I just, I don't know. I, I don't need it. I don't need that. And, and, and why sp- especially not? from somebody else. If I was going through it, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't need it. <laughs> and why don't you need it from someone else? Why don't I need it? Uh, because, um, I'm living for me, not for them. Uh, they're grown ass. Oops, excuse me. They're grown children. Did you say ass? (laughs) Aren't we in church? I'm sorry. (laughs) I was going to say they're grown children, but they're grown adults. Sorry, uh, kids. And they need to learn. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) They need to learn. We have sinners in the church. (laughs) They need to learn to deal with, you know, she needs to learn to deal with her anger. Okay. And so you won't let that in your space because... You don't want. It's yeah. I don't. I don't want to. 
I don't have that feeling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. This young lady want to respond to it right here. Is there such a thing as verbal or emotional abuse? I used to think that there was, but... And why did you think it beforehand? Because I experienced it, or so I thought I did. And what did it feel like? Um, sad, I don't know, uncomfortable. I felt hurt, you know. You hurt me. Right. <laughs> and now you don't feel that way? No, because I recognize now that... Uh, Kind of what Alex was saying about like, oh, I feel depressed. I recognize that in my life, I would have moments where I'd wake up and I'd have this thought, oh, I feel depressed today. And so then I would take that thought and like be like, oh, this is true. I do feel depressed. But now I see that all day I'm having these thoughts, but it's just whether or not I choose to accept them as truth or uh, and act on them. Oh, okay. So... To answer your question, no, I don't think that emotional or what was the other one? Physical? Verbal. Verbal abuse is real. When the last time you felt something from either one of them, verbal or emotional? Uh, I would say maybe like six months ago, probably, because I hadn't fully understood, you know, the all thoughts are all lies all the time. So I would still be like affected emotionally by other, what other people said. Uh, you know, like, oh, you said that and, like, it hurt me or um, I would value other people's opinions over my own experience. And so do you try to avoid people like that now? No, I don't. How do you handle it? I just don't. I mean, I don't really get into situations where people are, like, emotionally or verbally abusive anymore because I just, you know, my life is different now because I've allowed the father to be a part of it, and so the light comes in, and so because of that, other things fall away. And okay. So I'm not in situations like that. Um, and, you know, like my sister, for example, can be, like, emotionally abusive in her words, but I just, I don't allow it to affect me anymore. It's just like... Do you still deal with her at times? Yeah, but it's, you know, like, we don't live in the same city, so I don't really experience, have as much interaction oh, with I her, see. but, you know, like, the holidays are coming up, so obviously, like... I'll be seeing her. Right. Um, and how you feel about thinking about you're going to be I, seeing her? I actually haven't thought about it until I just said that right now. Um, I'm not and worried about it. If you had it. the thought right now, would you feel about it? It'll just be another experience like anything else. I won't. I recognize now that, like, she doesn't have any power over me and her opinions of me aren't true. It's just her, uh, it's how she perceives it. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yes, sir. To me, there is no such thing as verbal or emotional abuse. And why do you say that? That's just the ego response to a world that it cannot control. And so why do you feel bad at times when people treat you a certain way? I expect everybody to be with me. Oh, you feel bad because you expect everyone to be with you? I expect everyone to like me. You heard that old man, mental, old saying, that who is not with me can be nothing but against me. And why do you expect people to like you? Because I always saw myself as a good person, and I know that's not true. And, and how do you see yourself now? 
as an evil person. What does that mean? That if I, uh, that I failed to be a good person. What is a good person? A good person is somebody who does not do anything to hurt, or hurt his, uh, his fellow human. So you hurt other people? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Amazing. Interesting. Yes. <clears throat> so, question. Uh, is there such a thing as verbal or emotional abuse? No. Uh, speak up for me. No. And uh, is that mic working? Hello. Hello. I don't one, hear two, it in the speaker. One, two. Testing. Testing. I hear it now. Go ahead. And why uh, do you? So no. There's no such thing as verbal abuse. So as a child, I went through verbal and emotional no, abuse. No, do this first. There's no such thing as verbal abuse? Correct. And, and so when people are cursing you out, sending you bad email, that's not verbal abuse? <laughs> no. What is that? It's just their, uh, that's their reaction. That's just them, you know, vomiting out whatever that's inside of them. Um, I always look at myself to see if it's true. Um, and uh, from my experience, I used to be emotionally, very emotional. And, and what did that angry, feel like? And that just feels, uh, feels like hell. You, you, feel, uh, you feel depressed, you feel emotional, um, and you go up and down. If they give you uh, bad, bad stuff, then you feel bad. So when people tell you, you things controlled. that were, what you thought were nice and good about you, you would feel good about it, right? Yes. Oh, my and was that hell, too? No, my ego loved it. My but, ego was. But you could you consider that not to be hell? That was joy. I but it loved wasn't it. hell. What's that? That wasn't hell. No, that was joy. And, and so that joy is not hell. When I lived in that world, this is that's what I lived for. I lived for the, you know, the woman saying. You're handsome, you're six feet tall, you're But why strong. do you say that that's not hell, what I'm trying to understand? Now, I look back at it, and I can see that it's hell. But at that you know, time, as a young man, that was joy. That's, that's what I lived for. That's what I lived for. And my friends lived for that, too. You don't live for that now at all? I got to admit, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have an ego. Huh? I have an ego. Oh, okay. Amazing. Uh, So I I want to make a comment. Um, uh, I wish my father was here so I can cuss him out. Uh, uh, You wish your father was alive? I wish my father was here so I could express myself. Here at the meeting or alive? What's that? At the meeting or alive? Both. Why do you wish that? Uh, Because he's gone and I miss him and and, uh, I've... I repented to my father for, for hating him and being angry. But why do you wish that he was here so you can curse him out? I wish I had a chance to talk to him. Why? Uh, I miss him. Why? Uh, because he's gone. Amazing. And so anyways, uh, That's my crazy. comment. Uh, That's insane. Okay. I'll take that. <laughs> That's so, emotional and verbal abuse. <laughs> and so as a, as a son, uh, you know, my father put me through all kinds of torment, and I didn't understand at the time. A lot of it was his stuff. 
But make a long story short, you got to accept what's what is your you know what what happened to you and your experience, and as a son, being able to respond back to my father and tell him you did this, this, and this, and most you know. Make a long story short. I remember doing that with my mom. My mom did not realize she was tormenting me and did not realize that she was causing this kind of uh, uh, anguish in, in me. It's so when I repented, I, I became free. But the key is being able to go to your parent and tell them exactly. But if you still have an ego now feeling that way, how are you free? What's that? If you still have an ego and... How are you free? Well, Snake's got my, my foot, you know, he still has me. And so how are you free then? I am freer than I was yesterday. What, what does that mean, freer? That means that, uh, you know... So I, you could be a little bit enslaved? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. I'm the example. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and then I got to move on, cause so much I want to get to. Yes. Um, Is there such a thing as verbal or emotional abuse? I think it's there. Um, I don't really... So you, you think verbal abuse is there and emotional? Yeah. And what, what is verbal abuse? It's just projections of another person that they're trying to throw onto you. And I think I, think I can like pick up from a little bit of something that everyone has said. I was in an verbal and emotional abuse at one point and my dad would always tell me those are just that's just his feelings because this person feels like that so they they want to throw that onto you right so i would never let that bother me and it wasn't until it got physical where i was just like okay we're done and so really i i don't think i mean i it's there but i don't believe in it either and i do believe that other people can you know, continue to project those feelings or their own feelings onto other people, which makes them believe that they ex- or emotional and verbal abuse exist. Um, what do you remember? What verbal abuse felt like to you? Um, my dad really, wh- when I was going through it at that moment, yeah. I remember my dad would just tell me, kind of like block it off. So it was just kind of like it hurt. I'm not gonna lie, it did hurt. But and what did the hurt feel like? Like, sad, I guess. It was, it wasn't, I would kind of like numb myself to it. Like, I didn't want to feel it. I didn't want to feel what I was supposed to feel. So I would kind of like numb myself to it. You, how did you numb yourself? By blocking it out. Oh, I see. Yeah. And it was still hurt? Sometimes. Not always. But sometimes it did. And what does emotional abuse come? Uh, feel like I don't I don't know verbal verbal is different I don't know I don't know because I never really got to the point to where I let my emotions get the best of me because I didn't want that person to see that they took that from me oh, okay have you ever been in a verbal or emotional abuser yeah you have been? Yeah. And why did you do it to others knowing what it felt like to you? Because you I to... thought that was the right thing to do. I wanted them to feel what they were doing to me. So I <laughs> said, okay, well, here you go. But why did you do that if your father told you what was going on? Because you I'm you're... a woman, Jesse. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. 
And did you know at the time, hey, I'm a, I'm a verbally abusing this person? Yeah. You knew what you were doing, when you were doing it? Yes. And why'd you do it? Because the ego feels good. Oh, I see. I was feeding the ego. But you knew it didn't feel good to you when it happened to you, right? Yeah. And, and, and honestly, this is one thing that I can say. When I finished the abusing, like me, myself, I would feel like crap. Because I was like, damn, I know this is so wrong. So I knew that what I was doing was wrong. But at that moment, I was feeding the ego. And it felt great. And then it's like a high. You take this, like, you know, you're going off. Right. And then you come down and you're like, oh. Like, it's just a really nasty feeling. So, well, it's like a high. It's like a high, yeah. Because yeah. it felt good. It felt really good. Like, to be an abuser? To, to, yeah, to be an abuser. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever verbally or emotionally abused anyone? Yeah, yeah. Um, my, my dad would uh, be emotional, and I would want to get back at him. Actually, for the, first, for the first while, it was just hurtful, and I would just cry about it. And then I think I remember consciously saying to myself, I'm not going to take this anymore, and I started just getting back at him. Um, trying to be hurtful to him. Oh, I see. Yeah. And, and it felt good? It felt high? In the moment, yeah. yeah. And then slowly I just got more and more emotional. And uh, to, go back what, to go back to what Alex was um, talking about, the best thing my dad did was back off. And I started to see that I was exactly like him. And uh, then, then I was able to forgive him. And, Amazing. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Is there such a thing as verbal or emotional abuse? Earlier this week, I said no, but now I'm saying yes. Uh, there is verbal abuse? Yeah. And what is that? It is anytime we talk to ourselves or believe the thoughts, we're committing it on ourselves. We're committing the verbal abuse when we talk to ourselves and believe that it's not the devil that we're talking to. And we're committing emotional abuse when we believe the thoughts and do that. So, you, so you're saying yes, it does exist? Yes. Oh, okay. But, but only on the person, we only can commit it on ourselves. Were you, were you verbally abused this week when you realized dog didn't have love? No, <laughs> I love. No. Was that emotional? No. Uh, and so what was it like? Because you thought your dog loved you. No, I know he does have love. <laughs> <laughs> but earlier this week when I did say no, there is no, it's because I've been accused of being a verbal and emotional abuser. And were you? For a long time. Um, well, up until... Just 20 minutes ago, I believed that it didn't exist out of defense that all those people were wrong. But I guess in a lot of ways, I was just emotionally and verbally abusing myself while I was doing it to those people. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, I do believe that verbal abuse exists because there are people in this world who know that there are other people vulnerable to words like children, or even some adults too, or mentally handicapped people, like they use words to intimidate and manipulate. 
And I think that's a form of abuse, too. And so if another person is using words to hurt you, it's just another person standing there trying to hurt you with words, right? Yeah, they're trying to control or and intimidate. Is wrong, or what is wrong yeah. with you that you take it on? Well, that's the thing. You know, there are people who are weak, and taking advantage of a weak person, that's a form of abuse. Have you been uh, verbally abused? Well, as a child, I used to, you know, my parents used to, like, yell at me. And t- but, I, uh, you know, it's part of growing up, you know, you know kid misbehaves sometimes parents use strong words or they whoop you and all that but now i don't hold it against them but you know as a kid you're easily so they uh, did the right thing by verbally abusing you well i mean their heart was in the right place i mean they disciplined me you know so when they were verbally and emotionally abusing you their heart was in the right place well, well, everyone's in the fallen state, right? They did, they did the best they could, you know. But were their heart? Did she say their heart was in the right place? Yeah, they thought they were. How uh, was their heart in the right place, trying to hurt their children? Well, I mean, I don't think it was their intention. They just wanted discipline, and that was the only way they knew how to discipline. But you said their heart was in the right place. Well, I think they thought that their heart was. I mean, cause we're probably in the fall. You know, we're all in the fallen state. You know, so I mean. They just raised me the way they were raised. You know, but, it's but, a cycle that repeats. But why did you, know? you say their heart was in the right place? Well, the, well, I guess it's just a saying that most of us repeat, but we don't really know what it means. <laughs> what I wanted to say, uh, you know, they, they thought they were doing the right thing. You know? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. You yeah. know, I don't... But you make a good point. Isn't it interesting we say things? Yeah. We don't know what they mean. We don't even know what it means, but <laughs> yeah. it makes us look good when we say it, and it, yeah. it, it make it give our impression we know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's right. all ego. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, but you uh, right here. Have you ever? Uh, is there such a thing as verbal or emotional abuse? Those are two different things. Right. Um, so, is there verbal abuse? Verbal abuse. I think you can be an abuser. Is there such a thing as verbal abuse? Yeah. And what is. is it? I mean, verbal abuse is when you're kind of attacking someone. I'm looking at it from the abuser perspective. You're attacking someone else and you're getting a sense of ego to feel, you know, kind of like she was saying, like, I feel good about myself. So I'm going to put this person down by saying something that would emo- could emotionally affect this person. So it's kind of, they go hand in hand, right? You verbally say something to emotionally abuse the other person. So, so I say, yeah, it exists. And how about emotional abuse? Yeah. Because some people say, oh, they emotionally abuse me. And you say, yeah, there is such a thing as that? Yeah, I do. And what is that? What does that feel like? I mean, you know, myself and everybody in this room, we grew up with these two people or parents, whatever, at least 18 years of our life, and we spend the rest of our lives trying to get over it. All that emotional abuse that happened the first, that, the first essential years of being impressionable was hurting us emotionally and our ego grew and our spirit was broken so we're trying to overcome that ego by lifting the spirit so i think the emotion abuse happens when you were born as a child what does emotional abuse feel like it feels like it's true it feels like if somebody tells you you know you're fat or you're ugly or you're dumb or you're stupid you're slow when they tell you something like that and you think it and you feel it and you believe it so it feels like it's true 
So then you start telling yourself, yeah, yeah, blah, 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 whatever this person said of me. So then the emotion abuse that happens when you're repeating that, that cycle in your head. Have you ever been verbal or emotional abused? Yeah. Have you ever been an abuser? Yeah. You have? Why did you do it? Um, I did it because I think in the moment I was just angry and I allowed my anger. And I, w- I went unconscious straight up. I think after, like, you know, she was saying, you, you, you go and you go on the attack or whatever. And in those moments, I'm unconscious. And I'm just, well, you did this and you that and blah, blah, whatever I'm saying. And I'm, I'm just gone. But in the moment, my ego came up and the not me took over. And then I become this other person. And it just feels good. It feels empowering. <laughs> and how do you deal with it now? Now, before I react, I feel it kind of like bubbling up. You know, there's still instances daily where something happens, whether at work or at home. Um, you know, I, I feel it bubbling up and then I kind of stare at it like if I'm staring at a, a picture and I wonder like, you know, is this true? And then I'm able to discern if it's true or not. Like, you know, we were talking about the holidays coming up with the family and I'm thinking, oh shoot, I have to go see my mom or I have to go over here. And then, you know, my kids have told me things like, oh, I don't feel comfortable during this, these moments. And then I have to really discern what's going to be beneficial to my family. What do I want them to go through? Oh. Is it going to be to feed my ego? And yeah, mom, here we are, whatever. Um, are you going to go? I don't think so. Do no. you want to go? Um, I want to want to go. But you don't want to go? No. And are you going to be afraid to tell I'm not coming? Uh, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I am going to be afraid. But... <laughs> I mean, the fear's there. I can't say that I'm, I'm fearless, and what, but the fear will be there. And right? why? Um, because, you know, I, I, I guess it, thinking about it, it's just tradition. Uh, I think it's tradition because I'm taught that it's tradition. So the fear of, hey, I'm not going to come. I'm going to do this instead. There's this little fear inside of me saying, well, you're a bad son and you're bad this and blah, blah, blah. So that voice inside is, is talking to me and telling me that. So you're afraid that she may say you're a bad son? No, I'm afraid to feel like I'm a bad son. And what does that feeling feel like? Uh, like I'm disappointing my, my parents, and I'm not following tradition. But it's, that doesn't mean I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go because of it. I'm just saying that I'm aware that the feelings are there, and they're creeping up. Are you going to go? No. Oh, you're not going to no, go? No, we're not going to go, but I'm, I'm, but I'm acknowledging that I'm going to feel that ego pain. So you expect to feel that pain? I already feel it. You already feel yeah. it? Having to tell them, you haven't said no yet, right? Right. And so you're already feeling it before right. that even happened. It's like when I went to go forgive my mom and before I did it, I felt <laughs> through all that mess. <laughs> <laughs> so which holiday? Uh, both. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, all the above. So you feel all the holiday pain? All the holiday pains. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be a happy time of the year, but it just... Becomes abusive, you know, because you feel this 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 pressure. You meaning myself, I feel right. this pressure that I have to, that I have to. But in, in thinking about it, like it just doesn't make sense to to my wife and my kids. Like we don't gain anything. Isn't it interesting? You feeling the pain yeah. and and Thanksgiving or Christmas? None of the holidays are here yet. Right. So why are you living in the future like that? Um, that's a good question. I think I don't know. I can't tell. I don't know. You don't know. I don't know why I'm doing the future. Illusion, I think, right? There is no future. No, there is no future. It's only now. But 
I don't know. I guess I'm already mentally preparing myself for something. But why not? <laughs> why not prepare yourself by letting that thought go? Don't even that, dwell on that. That's all. what I'm going through. So I've been doing the silent prayer, you know, even throughout the day, just to allow that pain to pass. For for me, it's it's become so embedded, and I've allowed it to identify with like like a leech. It's there. Yeah. So trying, even if you take the leech out, you still feel like the rim of the sucking of the blood, whatever was doing, it still hurts. Yeah. So it's amazing that yeah. everybody in the whole wide world feel the same thing. Right. Yep. Everyone has fear. Yep. Every human being has fear. Do you? Well, you don't know for sure yet, but do you think it's possible to live without fear at all? I know it is, yeah. And how do you know it is? Because I've experienced it. I've had glimpses of it where there's been moments where I just feel bliss, like I feel nothing. But why do you not hold on to that? Um, that's a good question. I don't know how to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yes, last word. Did you have your hand about this? I did. I was just going to say that sounds like is that emotional abuse that he's doing to himself. What do you mean? So he's he's in his head about, oh, man, I'm going to disappoint my parents. I'm going to disappoint this. I'm gonna, not even think. I mean, it sounds like he is thinking about his family, his immediate family. But really, he's in his head about what may transpire on some future date. And, I mean, that's got to be torment in itself. Yeah. To, so I was... I was kind of joking when I said it, but really that's the emotional abuse. Okay. Last word. I can tell you've been abused. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> is there such a thing as verbal or emotional abuse? I don't think so, no. You don't think either one is this? I don't think so. And why? Um, I don't, it's kind of confusing, but in the simplest way that I can, a little ma- in the simplest way that I can kind of make it Speak make up. sense to myself, Speak is, from the chest. <clears throat> is <laughs> a little, I'm emotion, verbally abuse you right now. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like, <laughs> it seems like nothing in the world is personal. Like the attacks, the abuse, it just, just seems like an illusion to me. And so, because I don't feel like anything in the world is personal, it's kind of just, things on the outside. It seems like it's kind of like a spiritual weakness in a sense that you go unconscious or you, um, you know, you let um, the ego take hold in a sense. It's not like in how um, she was describing about getting this text message that hurt her um, and that she didn't want to look at it. I don't think even those attacks, they can be calling at you directly. I don't think that that's Have you ever stuff. felt verbal abuse before? Um, no, I don't think so. In your whole life? I don't think so. Wow. Like Have it, you ever felt emotional abuse? I've been, I mean, I've had emotional responses to people's actions and words, sure, but I don't think that it was, it was just, it was in me the response. It wasn't But have action. you ever felt emotional abuse? No, because the abuse just seems like that's fake to me. It just seems like it's, it's not real it's how you how you receive it and I've never personally felt like even words or responses were abusive so in your whole life you never felt it I don't think not so. from your parents or anyone no I, I mean I've had emotional responses but I don't I wouldn't call it abuse what do you mean emotional responses like if somebody says something to me and I and I maybe feel a little t- some like a pull or something strange I 
it, it was hurtful, sure, but I don't consider it abusive. I think to consider it abusive, you kind of have to like point it back at the other person. You did this to me and kind of like sit in that. And I kind of knew that that stuff is the stuff that kind of festers and, and what is what kind of sticks to you. And so... So all your life you felt that way? Um, yeah. Uh, and, and were your parents like that or something? Um, no. I mean, I, even like in discipline, and in, my parents would never really say hurtful things. I understood it more so as discipline, as things that kind of, oh, it's just a, their response to how they're talking to me right now. And, and I would, sure, like get sad or, or feel it in myself, but I wouldn't... Um, I wouldn't, like, respond back Oh, you would have those emotions, yeah. but you didn't call it abuse. I didn't know. Oh, didn't, I see what you're saying. It didn't really feel like abuse to me. It was just emotion, and it was a response. Oh, I got had. you. Oh, okay. I don't know. Amazing. So I don't think it exists. Have you ever done that to anyone? Um, I'm sure I've said hurtful things. You and, have? But I, but I kind of... Have you ever done that to anyone? Yeah, I was always kind of more careful with my words. Have you ever done that to <laughs> I, anyone? Probably. Have you ever done that to anyone? Yes. <laughs> yes. Why do you just let your answer be yes right away instead of long it, words? It doesn't feel right. To just say yes? Yeah. And what does that feel like to just say yes? I don't know. It's simpler to say yes or no. but maybe I said let your word be yes, yay or nay, right? True. But people like to have a whole bunch of words to say because even that is ego. It's true. So what you... Your ego was at work to read you Probably to say yes? Probably just now, yeah. It was? Yeah. <laughs> so what do it feel like recognizing that now? Um, you don't, we don't need so many words. It's right. true. We don't, we don't need it. It's, it's simple and the truth is simple and the truth is yes <laughs> or no. It's amazing how free we can become with less words. It's fewer true. Fewer words. But the ego wants you to use a whole bunch of words. People go unconscious when they... Have you noticed you go unconscious when you start talking? Mm -hmm. And you just go on and on about nothing. It's true. But in the unconscious state, you think you're saying something. It's true. That's why God said, let your yes be yes and your no be no. That way you can stay conscious. Well, it's the mind that's going, right? It's everything else. It's, It's trying to... You overthink things, right? You say things and you think that maybe... I don't know, like... You want to make sense, I guess. You want to... But you end up making no sense. I know. It's true. <laughs> it's true. But, yeah. but um, in, in processing things, I think we tend to... Or at least I tend to over maybe think. And then that kind of comes out. And it's just... It's a lot of words. It's true. Yeah. When you think about let your yes, answer be yes or no, rather than law, a whole bunch of words. Frankie. Yes. Frankie. <laughs> Well, let me think about that. I just think that, we, you know, you have to say what's on your mind. And when you say yes, that may be a hundred words. And so... Uh, what? <laughs> I'm joking. Oh. Uh, I'm joking. The bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> yes should be yes and no should be no. Is it hard for you to let... You- yes, it's hard for me. Why? Uh, because I'm emotional or I... I've, a lot of times I've not really thought about it, and so I have to, I have to smoke on it, and uh, you know. Did you know that God want us to say yes or no? Sometimes you have to use more than yes or no, but it's rare, so that we can stay conscious. I haven't thought about that. I, I haven't talked to God about that, but 
as far as where I'm at right now, I need to, I have a tendency of answering the question too quickly and not thinking deeply enough about it. And so what I've learned is I, I need to kind of, because I'm kind of slow. Do you slow. go unconscious when you talk? I do. Yeah. And, and I'm that's why slow. he wanted you to have few words. Be slow to speak and quick to hear because pay attention. You're going to see when you start talking, you go unconscious. I can see people going unconscious now. And they, they, they talk about nothing. And you, you're standing there thinking, I wish they would be quiet. <laughs> because you're too afraid to tell them, hey, that's enough. The biggest thing that but I discovered... You want us to stay conscious. Yeah, the biggest thing that I discovered about myself is that I would have a friend, and I admired my friend, and uh, in my, my ego and imagination, I lifted it up, that friend, what to be a king. What does that have to do with let your answer be yes or no? Um, it's the same kind of, the same principle... Instead of just being yes or no, and let it, it's the same thing as my friend just being my, a friend and just seeing them in reality. And I would make up things just like I would make up things when I'm answering is yes or yes or no or no. Okay. I would make things up. All right. Thank so. you. What, uh, um, in all honesty, not one human being on this earth has ever been verbal or emotional abuse. Not one, ever. You have never did, done it to anyone and it has never been done to you. Isn't that amazing? And so all your suffering has been hell. You're living in hell thinking that is you. Because you get thoughts and feelings and because you have identified with them and it's in the body, it feels like it's you. And so the devil would tell you, oh, you're being abused. And the devil inside of you and the devil outside of you and other people would tell you you're being abused. And so you start saying the same thing. And once you start saying it, you start to believe it. And what you really should do is just watch it. You need to not try to go around people that's going to do that to you, but you should not be trying to avoid them. You have to go into the fire so you can come out on the other side of the fire. And so when you're feeling uh, pain of any form, it's a physical, you know, medical pain, you need to be happy for that. And you're not going to jump up and down and be happy, happy, oh, I'm happy, I'm feeling bad, right? But you need to have a uh, uh, um, attitude of you knowing that it's not you at all so that you don't run from it and knowing that you no matter how rough it gets you ought to go all the way through the fire to the other side so you can be free because what's really happening is that you're overcoming the not you you're not the thoughts you're not the pain even the so called uh, pain that feel good you think, oh, I feel so good right now. That's hell. But you call that heaven. Because you think you're not having pain because you're feeling good, right? But you're really having pain when you're feeling good as well. And as soon as you relax and the feel good stuff, then another thought going to come and you're going to overreact to that too. Or someone else or a situation will happen and now you're down. But if you knew... And you will start to see that this is really not you 
at all, then you will not run away from it at all. Even when the devil is doing it to you inside of you and when others are doing it to you outside, you just welcome it by not running away from it. But be glad to feel it so you can see it's not you in order to overcome it. And you should never, ever, 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 but never, 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 ever say, how long is this going to last? This pain is so great. I, I thought about you last week when you said you wanted to cuss when you had that pain. And, you, and that's even the devil wanting you to curse. Because any attempt like that is trying to save yourself. You're trying to save yourself. You have not realized that of yourself you could do nothing, and of yourself you, can, you know nothing. We literally can't do anything about it. And so when we do cry out to God or, or how long is this going to last or why me, you're really crying out to the devil, and he will save you from it just to give you more of it. But if you go through it with, with stillness and quietness, don't even run around sharing it with anybody else because you don't want another person to feel sorry for you and save you from it. Because all they really did have done, would have done is dug a deeper hole for you. They just put it off for another moment because in another moment, it's going to be right back. You're not saved from it. So stop responding to the devil inside of you and the devil outside of you in other people. We are the world, and the same hell that you're catching inside of you is going on with everybody, politicians and everybody. When they fight wars, it's, that's why they're fighting the war, because of the hell that's in them. And they think by fighting somebody else in war that it's going to make them feel good because they have control of the people they think, right? But once they so-called win the war, they realize that hasn't satisfied them at all. So now they go somewhere and start up another war to try to prove that they're the strongest. And that's what you do to yourself and to other, other people. It's never been, you have never been emotionally or verbal abuse at all. And as soon as you stop identifying with that thing, that's, that's hell, that's all it is. It's the devil's nature. I was thinking about how we are all possessed with the spirit of the devil. And I used to think I wasn't possessed with the spirit of the devil because I thought the spirit of the devil would look like that woman in the exorcist or something like that. <laughs> or, or, or when a Catholic priest go and, oh, yeah. and rebuke the devil out of somebody, they throw up and, and all that kind of stuff. I thought of that as being possessed by the devil. I didn't know uh, feeling anger or feeling good was a possession of the devil. To blame others is possessed of the devil. That we're not in control of that at all. And I don't want you to come up with an idea of what the real you look like because any idea about it is wrong too. Because all ideas about God, about your real self, all ideas are coming from the devil. They're not your idea. That's why when you read the Bible and you and the preacher preach about God, you get a wrong impression about what God looked like, who he is, and you be trying to meet that impression, and you never do. 
because you don't realize that all thoughts, all thoughts are from the devil. Practical thoughts are fine. Put gas in your car and all that, but all thoughts are from the devil. And everyone who enter thoughts have fear. There's not one on earth that do not have fear. We all must be born again. And so to overcome the thoughts, you've got to overcome the imagination. You've got to forgive. And once the heart is changed, as Nick read the scripture, the truth is in us. And the truth will change things if you let it happen. But you've got to die. And it would, it would be as though you never had a past or future because they're both illusions. But you've got to let the truth change it. The truth is powerful. There is no power in the lie. There's only power in the truth. And the truth is God. And God will reverse your life and everything will be fine. Because he doesn't judge at all. So when you're feeling good, don't judge it. And when you're feeling bad, don't judge it. When you see these crazy thoughts and say, don't judge it. Do not have an opinion about either one. Let all opinions go because when you do, you're playing God. You and the devil are one. Isn't that amazing? And you're going to start seeing this because the Holy Spirit is in you. The truth is in you. And as the night you is dying, the truth will be revealed. And the things that I'm telling you now, you start to see them too. It'll just be clear. Yes, sir. It will become clear. But you got to die. Yes. That... That happened to me yesterday. I was at the store, and um, all of a sudden, I kind of started, I noticed I was feeling like jittery, or maybe nervous is the right word, I don't know, but kind of like, I felt jittery, and it took everything in me to just be like, not try to figure out what was going on with me. Don't try to figure it out, because the devil will figure it out for you yeah he has words and everything for it but it it literally took and i'm in line you know just going through what i'm going through and i'm paying but i'm aware but i'm in and out of my awareness a little bit um and uh finally it just it just vanished but it it took everything i had not to come up with some idea of why I was feeling this way. Just think about that. How many times that has happened to everybody? You're, you're just in a grocery line, and all of a sudden you have a thought, but because you didn't see that thought, it shakes you. It's like a shock. And now you wonder, what's wrong with me? You know, Why did I have that shock? But when you have those shocks, be glad for those shocks because they wake you up to what's happening inside. But don't, I, don't call it you. Don't fight against it. Just relax in it. And you go shaking your boots. Because when the shock is happening, the devil is telling you something else is going to happen. This is why it happened. That's going to happen. My son is all bad. I hate my son, right? And it's not the boy. It's not the son. It's you. It's in you. It's in us. But that's why God said we have to die from that. And so don't ever argue with the devil inside of you. And with the devil inside, don't answer to the devil outside of you, with meaning people that try to hurt you or make you feel good. It's just devil's fighting, and that's what the devil wants. There's no rule book that says you must respond. 
And if you notice, people who do respond, they lose. Because they're responding to the devil. But they don't realize that's the devil in them. They think they're protecting themselves because they're worried about what other people are going to think about them. And that's all ego, so you're still operating with the devil. You got to either let go or you're just going to stay in hell. And that shock will come when you're unaware. Amazing, right? This is so deep, but yet so simple, and yet so deep. But you got to pay attention to what's going on in your hell. And no, it's not you. And you can't ever, 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 if you want to be free, if you don't want to be free, you can. But you cannot be, uh, become free by blaming anyone for what you feel or think. If they make you feel good, if they make you feel bad, you can't blame them for that. That's you not paying attention and your willingness, unwillingness to die because you think it's you. Your son is not making you feel anything. That's the devil in you. But because you're not paying attention to you, the devil got you blaming him. Oh, he's disrespecting me. I'm his father. That don't mean anything. <laughs> That's just all ego trip. If you worry about somebody respecting you, then you got problems. Because you're going to try to carry yourself like you need to be respected. You know what I mean? You just got to be, just have your life, just live your life and let it be. Ain't nothing there to respect but an illusion. And ain't nothing there for, the, uh, for you to respect your father or your mother or your brother or your sister or your so-called friend. It's an illusion. And if the real you, if you live with the real you, you're going to treat everybody right anyway, even your enemy, because you wouldn't be trying to hurt anyone or make them feel good. You treat everybody the same, including your kids. And there would be no difference. I saw, yes, real fast. I had a question for you. Do you... Um do you, what do you think the value in like asking the question why is? Because who, what, where, when, those all seem very easily, let it be yay or nay, but then we get into the why of like what Doug's talking about and that's where you just start running in your head. So I'm curious if you find any value in that question, why, the why of things. There is no value in it. It Beautiful. doesn't work. The only thing that works is observation. The questions don't work. Beautiful. <laughs> That's yeah. what I thought. I just the, only, sure. the only thing is observation. You can read the Bible until the cows come home and know the word upside down. You can hear me speaking about this or any other speaker and know it upside down, but it's not going to change you. The only thing that will change you is observation. So as he grow into this, he's going to stop asking why because he's going to see why. He's going to know why. You will know. Yes, sir. <laughs> so one thing I've learned about me is that when I do ask why, it, isn't, it, is, it takes me so far that way that there is no, is no peace in it. There is no yeah, nothing. That's right. And if I would have asked why in that moment, I would have come up with some, something would have come up with all these answers. The devil and it would have been nothing. But it... It would have never vanished. 
it would have stayed with me probably the rest of the day. Absolutely. But it vanished because I, it, and I'm not saying I wasn't in and out of my thoughts because I was. Yeah. But I was aware enough to know that I just need to deal with it. I have no idea what this is. Just go through it. Just and watch it, it and let it happen. The only thing that's going to change it is observation, observing it. And that's the light of God shining on the darkness, and it will destroy it. It's not you at all. But you need, we need observation. We need the light. That's why when you forgive, the light comes on. It does come on. And then eventually you start to realize, hey, I need to die from this. It's not me. You, the light will cause you to see that. And that's where you start. Gra- it's not easy because you're so identified with it. But you like gradually drag yourself along. And, and a little bit of dragging yourself along with that pain cause you to see, oh, that, that, that was pretty good. It got past that. And it makes you want to do it more. And it causes you want to do it more. And it causes you to want to do it more until eventually you don't have to do it anymore. You will be free from it, but you got to be willing to suffer through it. Because, and honestly, you're not suffering. It's the, the suffering of the devil's nature that's suffering. Because he doesn't want to depart from your soul. Any question about that? You got to stay conscious. And most people are not going to do this because it's too hard. They're so identified with it. They love their hell. And all they're going to ever do is go from group to group to group to group, find something outside to identify with because they're afraid or don't know that they need to go through it alone. Don't be whimping and whining and complaining about it. Don't be putting your sorrows upon other people. You got to go through it alone. That makes sense? And the average person is not going to do it. Only a few will find that straight and narrow path and stay there no matter what. Because situations are going to be happening along your way through the fire. And the devil is going to be telling you, oh, how do they see you now? Uh, Or they don't respect you. Or look what you've lost, right? And if you're on that ego trip and not understanding that you've lost nothing but ego, but the nature of the devil, you'll stay with it. You're gaining more than you ever would lose. The only thing you'll lose is, is the hell that you've been living in. And Christ came that we might be free. Amazing, right? Amazing. So do the silent prayer and watch. Watch, and you'll be fine. Any question about that? So here is, because of time here, here is my... Um, I want, and the reason I'm asking you to do it because I've been doing it, right? And it works. Here's what I, in order to get there, you know, along this way, this week, for one week only, because once you do it for a week, you're not going to want to stop doing it. From now on, I want you to make sure your mind is in the same place your body. If you're sitting in this chair in this meeting, everything should be here. Not thinking about what's going to happen later today. Not thinking about what's going to happen for lunch. Not thinking about, oh, I got to call my son and apologize. But keep your mind where your body is located because the body is always in the present. It's not in time. 
is an eternal. And so you want to keep your mind there and watch what's going to happen. So this week, I want you to practice keeping your mind where your body is. Even when you're driving, don't be thinking about any of that stuff. Practice being aware of driving. And sometimes when you're watching TV or a movie or something, put the TV on pause and, and see where you are in the room. Be aware of yourself in the room. And it's going to be amazing. We, we all do that. I can't wait to hear what happened. But and you're going to see, I didn't know it was this difficult to keep my mind where my body is. Even when you're talking in this meeting and other meetings, Keep your mind where your body is. That way you don't go on and on and on about nothing. Now folks don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Anybody really? That makes sense? Keep your mind where your body is. Where's your mind right now? Is it? Where's yours? <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh, oh. When you said that, I was like, oh, that's interesting. It sounds like a challenge because I was just thinking, oh, I got to go to Trader Joe's and get some orange juice. So, <laughs> yeah, keep thinking about mind. orange juice. Keep your mind where your body is. Where's your mind right now? Oh, me? Oh. Uh-huh. Well, currently it's right here. Uh, but keep then again, like I, yeah, but then uh, I got to go run some errands, so, but... <laughs> I got to think about that too, right? <laughs> but when you're doing the practical things of going to run the errand, that's practical. So yeah. you're going to go unconscious for a minute, but as soon as you get it done, come back to your body. Yeah. Yeah, come back to mm-hmm. your body. You're going to go in and out of this because you're not accustomed to living with the body. It's like when you're showering, you, you ain't thinking about your body. You think about getting the shower done. I got to be at work. I got to do this and do that. You're thinking about some movie you watch or something. All right? So that's the assignment for this week. Keep your mind where your body is. Amazing. Brand new biblical question. Are you a possessive person? Are you a possessive person? Are you a possessive person? Uh, I guess as a dad, you would say yes. Um, Are you a possessive person? Yes. Amazing. Okay. So practice being conscious when you speak, too, okay? Because you get relaxed with the mic. I noticed that you you get relaxed. My son killed my dog. You know, Stay conscious. Stay with your body when you speak. Okay. All right? Okay. Okay. Are you a possessive person? <laughs> yeah. You are? Yeah. In what way? Um, with things that, things or people that make me feel, I don't know, I, I, I don't, there's no, I can't put a word behind it, but just something that makes me feel like there's purpose behind it or, if I feel like I'm going to lose control, there you go. Oh, okay. I like to be possessive with something to feel that I have control. Amazing. Are you a possessive person? Me? Uh-huh. 
Uh, no. No, no answer for me, Mama. Uh, so I, don't, I don't know what it means. I'm sorry. I don't know what it means. You're just saying his words now. Oh. Uh, See how you put words on your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think I am. You think you are? In what way? Uh, I don't know. Okay. That's the right answer. You don't know, you just don't know. But watch how you put words in, in, in the children's mouth. Let them find their own words, right? And if they don't know, they'll say, I don't know. Or, or if they don't say anything, don't you feel embarrassed or like they need to be talking? And if the person that they're talking to don't like it, that's on them. They got problems. And that way the kids will grow up being independent thinkers. All right? Amazing. Last word. Yes, sir. With the green shirt, yeah. Uh... See how relaxed you get? Okay, you slide okay, okay. Down okay, okay, okay. I do not got to stand up in my seat. Be, okay. Yeah, be, be present with your body. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'm a slacker. Um, okay, possessiveness. I have to let go of overly parenting my no, son. stop parenting. He doesn't need your parenting at all. He's a grown man now. He's a grown man. You can't even guide your own life. How you guide him? I do the best I can. Right, which is wrong. Uh, <laughs> weak beta male, I guess. Yeah. But I'm trying to get there. Okay. I'm trying to endure. I'm trying to overcome. And trying to... That, that thing where your body is always in the present. Keep your mind where your body is or in the present. It's crazy good advice. Yeah. So don't live in the past. Don't live in the future. Just right. live in the now. Yeah. So I, I, I want, you nailed it. I want you all to know you're going to. I'm saying this and it seems like it might be easy, I guess. But it's not. But don't, don't worry about it. Don't, ask, don't worry about it. Just do it. Just do it. All right. So stay present with your body this week. Become your own man, your own woman. Stay with the prayer and just know in the end, once you go through the fire, it's all over. You'll be free. All right. And let everybody else say and do what they want. They have their own hell. They have the same hell you're trying to overcome. Every human being are born in sin. So every human being must be born of the spirit of God. I don't care what the race is, how old, how young, whatever. All right. So stay with it. Um, and thank you for your support. We're out of time. Men's form. I think the men's form, right? Yeah, men's form. That's amazing. It's going to be. It's like November, right? Whoa. <laughs> November already. So men's form this Thursday, the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise. And another announcement, a nice announcement. This Tuesday, I have a guest host that will be hosting the HakeReport.com. <laughs> Nick think he know who it is? <laughs> so you asked me, uh, he told me, I know who it is. He asked me who it was. It. Who is it? I wouldn't tell him. I know who it is. The devil went to work real fast. But it, you're going to be surprised. It's going to be amazing. You're going to like it. So he's going to guest host the Hake Report this Tuesday 
from 9 a.m. a.m. to 11 a.m. And we're looking for other people to guest host to. And so from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., tune in for the amazing surprise of the HakeReport.com. All right? So stay on that swing and narrow, folks, and, and let, let life happen. You'll be fine. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good one. And thank you all for coming. Amazing. Uh-huh.